You're listening to the Francesco Ramirez podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to a new episode of the now Francesca Ramirez podcast. Uh, For those of you who have known me for a while, you know that I started this podcast back in 2019. Uh, November of 2019, actually, we're about to hit four years, but I only did 10 episodes. And then to be honest, I don't even remember what happened. Life got crazy, business changed, grew. Um, And here we are today, finally bringing it back, repackaged, new name, new me, right? same great podcast, I guess. Um, But a lot has happened that I'm going to share that on this podcast with you guys. I'm still trying to figure out exactly what I want to do with this, but my goal is always to help you guys and to share my life. The good, the bad, the ugly of business ownership was the old kind of like description of my podcast. And that was kind of my goal with it. Sharing the good side, the bad side, the ugly side of business ownership, right? Everything, the ups, the downs, because If you guys are business owners like me, the journey of entrepreneurship has not been an easy one. So through this podcast, I just want to share the lessons that I've learned, talk to you guys, share my thoughts, do interviews, bring on guest speakers, and I want to have fun, right? give you guys a great podcast to listen to. Hopefully there's takeaways. Hopefully there's lessons, aha moments, things like that, um, If you follow me on Instagram, you saw that I recently did two public speaking engagements. For the first time, I spoke publicly at an event, two events for beauty business owners, and that was a thrill. And I think that's what kind of pushed me to getting back into podcasting because I have a lot to say. Um, But this episode, I want to reintroduce myself, share my story with you guys, so that way you can get to know me a little better um, and what my journey has looked like up until this point. So I'll take it back. Um, I'm born, I was born and raised in New Jersey, in South Jersey, and I went to college because that was the path that I was supposed to go on you know, society kind of raises us thinking, okay, you go to school, you go to high school, you graduate, you go to college, you get a degree, you get a good job, you, and then you just live your life and you live happily ever after, right? Well, I went to school and my whole, my whole goal was to become a nurse. Um, I wanted to become a nurse my whole entire life. That was the plan. But then uh, I feel like in my high school, I went to a vocational high school and I didn't feel like I was really equipped for college when the time came. High school was really easy. It wasn't really challenging, but I don't think it was because I was crazy smart or anything like that. I just think it wasn't challenging enough and it was, um, you know, easy to get by. So what I experienced was once I finally got to college, it was like a whole new world and there was like a culture shock for me. I wasn't prepared mentally. I didn't have the, I didn't have the discipline. So once I started college, I felt like the workload was way too much. I feel like I wasn't prepared for college. Um, I didn't know how to study. I wasn't dedicated. I was working full time at Starbucks Yes, 
I just as much as I love Starbucks I used to work there and that's part of my addiction but I used to work at Starbucks I worked retail jobs I was always working full-time while I was in college so I was more focused on making money uh, and I just wasn't really into school like that. So you can imagine how it is having to go through um, a college program when you're not even like into it. So I struggled a lot. I didn't get the best grades. And as a result, I didn't get into the nursing program. So basically, long story short, my whole life, I wanted to become a nurse. When I didn't get into the program, I didn't have a backup plan. Um, I got into college. I, I got accepted and I went to Rutgers University. And I tried to go to school for health science when I didn't get into the nursing program. And then eventually I had to change my major and shift to sociology because that's pretty much all I could do. And at that point, I just wanted to graduate. I was like, I don't care about any of this anymore. I just want to finish what I started, get that degree, and I'll figure the rest out later. And the crazy part about it was I would have family and they'd be like, oh, well, you know, what are you going to do with your new degree? Like, you know, before I graduated, what do you want to do? Where, where do you want to work? And I was like, I don't know. I'm just trying to graduate. I, there, there was nothing that was like driving me or, or there was no like major that I was in love with. And I had no dream job at that point. I was just trying to finish what I started. And so I graduated. I ended up getting a job right out of college um, at a at a community college in um, like recruiting. Anyway, that's not the point of the story. The point of the story was at that time when I got that job at the community college, I decided to take a lash class. And the funny thing about it was that my husband, at the time I was really into doing makeup and my husband was like, oh, you should start, you know, you should take a lash class. Fast forward, this was 2017. And he was like, oh, you should take a lash class. And I'm like, lash class like what are you talking about oh yeah you should learn how to do lash extensions and I'm like what do I look like doing lash extensions at the time right this entrepreneur life and this business ownership has run through my veins my whole life because I had a baking business and I used to make cake jars and cupcakes and chocolate covered strawberries and I was kind of like known in the area for doing that I built I built that up um that was like my side hustle and I became well known and I was making my money and I was in the baking world so at this time when he presented this idea and was like oh yeah you should start doing lashes I'm like what do I look like being a lash artist like I'm the cake jar girl I'm the I'm the baking girl everybody knows me as Francesca's cupcakes and you know for my cake jars not lashing like I I know nothing about beauty I'm not in that world so this girl ended up doing a training in my area and I enrolled in the class, whatever. It was trash. I didn't really learn much, but that was my first step in. And then we moved to Florida about six months after. So I took my class in March, April, May, June, July, August, five months later, actually, we relocated to Florida the whole time that I was working for the community college. I was lashing nights and weekends whenever I could I was practicing doing models taking you know clients for dirt cheap um, for reference I started charging like $65 full sets and $35 fills and then I bumped it up to like $85 full sets and like $50 lash fills 
and I was just doing my thing. And our goal was to always move to Florida. So at this time, I was lashing in Jersey, just trying to get better and get as much practice as I could on friends and family because we knew that we wanted to move to Florida, right? So we moved to Florida. At the time, I was like starting to promote on social media before we left New Jersey. I was using hashtags. I was trying to follow as many pages as I could on Instagram of people that lived in Florida. And then miraculously, I actually had clients that booked. I had appointments set up in Florida before I was even there. I had booked like two clients the week of, the week that we moved, and I just went all into it. So that's the story of how I became a lash artist. It was like random. My husband's the one that gave the idea. And once we moved to Florida, I tried to find a job and I couldn't really find a good paying job with my brand new degree that I was supposed to find like a great paying career. They were trying to pay me like $17 an hour to work at another community college and I just wasn't feeling it. So I had a real conversation with my husband. He was my fiance at the time. And I was like, look, I don't want to go and take this nine to like nine to five at this company that's not paying me anything, but I have clients and I got some money coming in. And I also, by the way, at the time we found out that I had to go to beauty school, which was something that I didn't even know about at the time because the person that I took the training with was like, oh, all you need to do is take my class and then you can start a business. And then here I am. I don't know anything. I don't know about the board of cosmetology. I don't think to Google anything. And then I'm just like, okay, I take the class and then Um, I found out that I needed to go to beauty school and it was not as easy as she made it seem. So then I had to talk to my husband and have the conversation of like, okay, well, if I'm going to start a business as a lash artist and if I'm going to take this seriously, I have to go to beauty school. And for me to go to beauty school, I, you know, can't get a job. I mean, I could have, but the job was going to be like an hour and a half away, an hour and a half commute each way to go to this job that I didn't even want to do. So he was like, well, if you want to start the business and if you want to go down this path and if you really want to do lashes, you got to do it the right way. So you got to go to school. So I ended up declining the job offer, enrolling in beauty school. And then as soon as I graduated six months later, I found a room for rent on Facebook marketplace. And the funny thing about the old podcast episodes that I did at the time, I was only six months in. So when I was recording those episodes, I was renting from the first, my first place that I ever got. So that was with Liliana and we shared a small office space. It was professional. She is a permanent makeup artist to this day. And um, I was a lash artist and we worked together and that was my first place. I was paying like $650 to share a room with her. It was like a two-room office, but it was connected. Like, it had a big archway, so it was kind of like two rooms put together. She had her side, I had mine, and that was my first spot. So, when I moved in May of 2019, I had clientele that I had built up from home because for the six months that I was in beauty school... I, we moved to Florida in August and I enrolled in beauty school quickly after in like September, October, I was enrolled and ready to go. So the whole time that I was going to school, beauty school, I was taking clients at home. 
And I was able to build up my clientele. That way, the second that I graduated from school, I could leave my home my home salon and I could go into like a professional legal spot because my goal the entire time was to do things by the books. Me working under the table at home was not something that I wanted to do long term. It was temporary for me. I decided to take clients at home before I got my license while I was in school. So the minute I graduated, I could transition and legalize my beauty business. That was the goal. Because I can do a whole episode and let me know, you know, reach out to me and tell me if you're interested in that. But I can do a whole episode about how I started my business at home and the whole journey of being like a home based business owner. But that's not that's not what we're talking about today. We're talking about the whole journey. So the minute that I graduated from school, I started renting that place with Lily and I was there for about a year. Right. So. May, I opened the business, and then the following year, April, February, March, April, was when COVID hit. So then COVID hit, I had to close the business because legally we were we were required, the, the state shut down. And it was really crazy because at the time of the shutdown, we had um, finished our year. I was subleasing from her. Her lease with the landlord ended and the landlord had us on month to month. I I feel like I truly believe that everything happens for a reason and it happens the way that it's meant to happen. So when COVID hit and when we had to shut down, we were on a month to month lease. So Lily and I had the conversation and I was like, hey, look, instead of us having to pay rent for a place that we can't even lash out of or work out of because of the shutdown, why don't we just pack up our stuff and close because I also think that I'm ready to go out on my own. I was sharing that space space with her and it was great and everything was fine. But that was also like my opportunity to be like, hey, I think it's time for me to go and search for my own thing. I outgrew it. I wanted something that was just for me. And at the time, like I mentioned, I was paying around $650 for rent with her. I found a place in St. Cloud that was $800. So for $150 more, I could have a spot that was the same size all to myself. So I jumped on it and I told her and, you know, she wasn't mad or anything. She wanted, she found a place that was even closer to her house. She had younger kids at the time. So it worked out perfect. Like we separated, we each went our own way and it was perfect. It was like divine timing. COVID hit. We decided to close, and then when we reopened, I reopened in my new spot. That is when I found um, my first salon storefront, me by myself. That was in downtown St. Cloud, a few doors away from where I am right now. So May of 2020, June is when I actually opened the doors. I was brand new in town in St. Cloud. I was living in the area. And that was my first place. It was great. It was great. I used social media to market my business. I had my clients. I was only working four days a week because my goal has always been to make good money as a lash artist without having to work like full time or even more than full time. Like I was never one of those lash artists that was working 12 hours, 12 hour days, six days a week. Like that was not me. I Catch me working um, seven hours, six hour days, three to four days a week. That's how I like to make my money because I like to feel good. And when I lash too much, my back starts to hurt. So for all you lash artists out there who your back hurts, you feel my pain. So I had a 
it was not completely part-time schedule, but I was working about 24 to 30 hours a week max. And I was really comfortable at that point. My pricing, I had raised it at this point. I was charging $125 for classic full sets. My fills were about 85 and then, or 65, I think they were. And then I introduced hybrid, I introduced volume, I introduced mega volume. So I was full-blown lashing. I offered lash lifting and tinting as well. And one thing about me that I'm very proud of is I have always been the highest priced lash artist in my area. I never looked at other people for pricing. I always set my own pricing because I knew my numbers. I knew how much I needed to charge to pay my bills and to make however much I wanted to make. Um, and I have another story for another day. I'm going to keep an, I'm going to start keeping notes of all the side stories that I want to share with you guys because they've all been part of the journey. Um, but I didn't look at what other people were charging. I, I didn't let other people's pricing dictate my own. So at this point, life is great. I had this studio and I was lashing and all was well in the world. And then my landlord, I think I had mentioned to him like, hey, if you have something bigger, let me know. I started to grow and he let me know that a studio a few doors down was opening up the same building it's we're like on a main street like we're in a downtown area with like little shops so I had one of the shops I had a little tiny one 200 square foot and he let me know that fast forward nine months later it wasn't even a full year in that studio um, he let me know that another studio was opening up and if I wanted it and I jumped on the opportunity because I was booked and busy, everything was great, but I wanted to grow. I knew that I wanted to hire a team. So then at that point, I looked at it as an opportunity to grow because I'm like, all right, if I get a bigger space, I'll have room to hire, I'll have room to put beds, I'll have room to do trainings because I had um, started doing one-on-one -on -one, like lash trainings and I didn't really have too much room in my small studio and I wanted something bigger. I just wanted to grow. I just knew that I didn't want it to be just me by myself forever. So he offered me the space a few doors down and I think the rent was like $1,500. $1,500 for a space that was 1,100 square feet. 1,100 square feet from 200 square feet double the price for like five times the space. And it was a no-brainer to me. I took that opportunity as a growth. Like it, that was a growth move. Obviously, I was still one person, but I looked at it as, okay, I'm going to have the room to grow. I, I'm not going to be able to grow the way that I want to in this small 200 square foot space that I could only fit one bed. If I wanted to grow the business, I was going to have to... um grow like I, I was gonna have to find a bigger space so I moved into the new studio everything was great and I stayed there for a few months we made the move for May of the following year Mother's Day was like the first day that we were good to go um, May, June, July, August, September, around July, August is when I started the hiring process because I wanted to hire my first employee. And in September of 2020, no, it was 2021. September of 2021 was when I brought in my first team member. 
And I brought in a team member that offered other services because I was a lash artist. I wanted to start to bring in other artists that offered a variety of services because not only did I want to have a team, but my goal was always to have a team. Like I wanted us to be a collective of beauty professionals working together that had our specialty. Like I'm not a jack of all trades. I'm not one of those people that likes to learn all of the different services. Like I don't want to be offering lashes and hair and nails and skin and this and that and PMU like no I want to have my thing that I'm really good at because then you have an advantage when you have a specialty because people trust you because you have that specialty right and that's just my opinion my opinion is when you offer too many services you don't have the time to get good at them because you're spreading yourself thin you're dabbling around right instead of just focusing on a few services that was my approach so I hired my first team member And we were able to start growing our service menu. So it went from just lash extensions and lash lifting to now brows, brow waxing, brow tinting, brow lamination, full body waxing because she was a brow artist and a body waxing artist. And we were able to start offering my clientele. I was basically able to start offering my clientele additional services. So it was really great because I brought her in. And not only was she able to attract new clients that were coming to book with her because of her new services, I already had a whole clientele that I could market to, right? So all of my clients, either clients who had been to me before or my current clients were all exposed to this new um, variety of services that we had in the studio, which was great. So this was really great. Her books filled, um... And then I went to hire a second employee. I went to um, hire another artist. At this point, I needed to hire another lash artist because it was just me. I had a lot of bookings and then also too, right? The good thing about having a team is that when you're sick or when you go on vacation, there are other people to service your clients, especially if you're team is as good as you, if not better, right? That's the goal. Um, You're able to leave your clients in good hands. So New Year's of, I think it was New Year's Eve that she started of 2021. So going into 2022, I had a new artist. So it was the three of us. And so at this point I was doing trainings, but I like my in-person one-on-one trainings never really took off, took off. And I think the reason for that is because in business, there's so much going on and I had to pick and choose, right? I had to pick and choose what I wanted to focus on. So for me, um, you know, you can go down the route of starting a product line. You could start educating. You could, you know, have a team and hire. And that is the route that I went because I always knew that I didn't want to just be the only person servicing clients. So I chose to go down the route of growing my salon as well as dabbling in education, right? Not in-person one-on-one trainings for lashing, but business, online classes, mentorship, and web design, right? That's the route that I chose. So with me, I decided to grow the salon. I learned more about that, how to hire, you know, the process. I got to learn you know, the back end parts of it, the paperwork that they have to do, learning how to do payroll, um, just learning how to have a team and have a salon, right? And that's something that I'm still going through right now. Um, You won't catch me talking about that on social media. 
like in an informative kind of way because I'm still learning about it and I don't talk to you guys about things that I don't feel confident talking about. Um, Maybe that's something in the future that I'll be able to, you know, talk more about uh, having a team and growing your salon. I know how to do it, but I'm still learning, right? So marketing and sales, being able to do online classes, that's something else that I've been focusing on lately, um, which have been so much fun and I can't wait because I have so many ideas for uh, master classes and online classes that I, I'm thrilled because they just bring me so much joy. Talking here on this podcast, speaking at events, sharing my knowledge, you know, one-on-one coaching, private mentorship, things like that, all that stuff just lights me up and I could talk about business forever. Um, So I hope you guys really like this episode. I hope you feel like you got to know more about me. Uh, I did not want this to be like a super, super long thing. I wanted to just kind of share the journey in a summarized kind of way so you could see like where I came from and and what this process has looked like for me. You know, going back to going to school, getting my degree, not really having a like a, a plan with that and then randomly discovering lashing pursuing that and then moving to a new state, building a clientele, um, figuring everything out as I went along, right? Um, Opening a storefront, still very much trying to figure things out as I go along. Um, And even, you know, to this day, I have a coach. I do pay for private coaching in my business, in my salon, uh, because like I said, I'm trying to learn more about that. I have invested hundreds um, thousands of dollars in my education to get good at certain things, right? Um, marketing and sales, how to promote, how to grow a clientele, how to uh, run the salon more effectively, how to look at my numbers, right? One of the biggest takeaways for me this year with my private coaching that I'm part of is how to really like look at the books and really look at the numbers and understand everything. How much is coming in, how much is going out, where it's going, creating a cash flow plan, um, setting intentional goals, right? Um, being able to look at the team, look at how many um, hours we have for sale, what we have to offer, being able to look at like how much it costs to do business, right? Remember back when I said like, oh, I, I never really looked at other people's pricing to, to to determine my own. I don't do it now either. I My pricing comes from how much it costs to do business, right? And that's something that I, I can talk to you guys about too and share more information on that because it's a whole, it's a whole thing. Um, but I just wanna say thank you. Um, if you're here right now listening to this podcast, if you have been part of my journey Uh, If you have been around since the first podcast, you know, I just want to thank you so much for your support over the years, over the many years, because you guys are the reason why I continue. Um, I just read a review that somebody left on the podcast. They left it last October, so it's a year old, but that was two years after recording the last episode. So someone found my podcast two years after I had recorded it, listened to it, and left a review saying how much they loved it and how, you know, how much it helped them and how they wish that I would make more episodes. And I'm here and I'm sorry for the delay. Better late than never. Um, and I would love to connect with you guys on Instagram. So if you listen to this, it would mean the world if you could like take a screenshot of it and tag me in it to let me know that you listened. Um, so that way I can repost it and share. 
Um, and then I'll be able to like send you a DM. Uh, I would love your feedback. I know that this wasn't really like an educational podcast, but I would still love any feedback that you have. If you know, just whatever, any thoughts that you have, I would really, I would really love to connect with you guys. Also too, I am going to be talking about networking events and events in general. If you guys have any events that are coming up in town, um, in the central Florida area, let me know, send me the flyers, tag me in them because I want to attend as many events as I possibly can. I want to go to as many mixers as, as many networking opportunities per, you know, personal, professional development events. I want to go to everything. So if there's something going on in your area, let me know right? And then also, if there's nothing going on in your area and you don't live here in Florida and you're from anywhere in the world, I truly encourage you to put something together. Put together a Lash Social or a Beautypreneur Brunch or whatever you want to call it. Get together with other beauty professionals so that way you can start to build connections, okay? I definitely want to do a podcast episode about this. I want to talk about my experience hosting Lash Socials and Beautypreneur Brunches, but I have met some truly amazing people at these events, and I think that they are so, so, so important. So, like I said, tag me in any events that are coming up, and if you want to put something together in your town, shoot me a DM and then I'll share some tips on how like I've gone about it. So that way you can do it too. It's super, super easy. But thank you so much for listening. If you made it this far, um, I hope you have a beautiful day. And like I said, reach out to me on uh, Instagram at it's Francesca RMZ. And I hope you guys have a great day. Until next time. Bye.